Hello everyone, this is Mr. Alexander and Apostle Chris Ward, the voice of Dominion Radio, the voice of Dominion Broadcast, the voice of Dominion Broadcast Podcast, however and wherever you are listening to you, we want to thank you for tuning in today, this evening, this morning, or whatever time it is you are listening now. Uh, our contact information is as follows. You can write us at Warden National P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. You can email us at wardint at hotmail.com. On the subject line, put the Voice of Dominion broadcast so we know that it came from you, one of our listeners. And then you can call us at 424-261-3208. Text or call that number. And if you want to get on the uh, next podcast, you can do so through our our anchor app you can call us in do a call in on the anchor app uh, anchor.fn the voice of dominion broadcast and you can leave us a message we can feature you on the next show if you have a comment or a suggestion what have you we will entertain it we thank you for listening we uh you can also go to our website at gamn.life www.gamn.life our facebook and instagram and all that stuff is on our website and in our youtube channel is the voice of dominion broadcast you can catch our saturday service at the durag christian church every saturday in los angeles california 90044 that's 9815 south vermont boulevard 90044 los angeles We've been talking about manifesting the supernatural power of God. Yes, we have. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to tell y'all it is my great pleasure. I'm Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. I am here. It is my great pleasure and honor to minister the word around the world, coast to coast and (laughs) sea to sea, river to river, Lake to Lake, wherever you at, guess what? Well, it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, we are a couple days from some call it Passover. The Jewish people call it Passover. The charismatic church calls it Resurrection Day, and religious non-informed churches calls it Easter. Okay, the first two will probably be more applicable. Easter, you do see it once in the Bible, but it's it has, if you go back and study the roots of that, there's negative uh, demon worship and idol worship that's tied to that. So we want to really, preachers, if you're out there, I am an apostle. I'm called to, bring, to preach kingdom. That's a kingdom fact I just gave you. I'm called to bring correction, and I'm called to set the stage for the entering into and the apprehension of miracles, signs, and wonders in the body of Christ. Say it with me. Where you sitting? Say miracles, miracles, signs, signs wonders. wonders. They're non-existent. Mm-hmm. There's really one main reason they're non-existent, and that is that in all of our charismatic preaching and all of our religious teaching, <coughs> we have left the cross out. We left it out. The cross is the bridge between fulfilling the law, which is the Old Testament, and the ascension into the new covenant and New Testament covenant of grace. Hello. So you got to make that journey. You got to make that transformation. And you have grace preachers that preach grace, 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 grace. Don't worry about what you do. Grace, great God going to bless you, blah, 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 blah. Now, that's true to a point. But I have scriptural evidence that I am going to, and I'm hoping I get into it this, this today, because what we have been preaching over the last two to three months 
is the supernatural manifestation of signs, miracles, and wonders. Now, on my script, there's 40 different things, and I'm not even sure this one is on here, but I'm, I'm going where the Holy Spirit sent me. He said, go to Jesus died on the cross. You see, the cross is the place of ascension. The cross is the place of the release of God's power to cleanse you from all sin so that you can operate in the grace. See, when you preach the gospel and you lead the cross out, it leads people to a lethargic, non-productive, okay, um, less than posi position of demeaning that God wanted and created for us through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. Everywhere you see the cross preached in the Bible, there's miracle multiplication. And the Holy Spirit, as the executor of the estate in this new dimension of grace that we have, wants to multiply you. Huh. He wants to transfer the inheritance that is innately in the word, the name, the blood, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ to your life. But you can't do it if you don't understand the cross or if you overlook it, okay? Or if you overlook it. So the number one miracle we're going to concentrate on today, and I'm getting right into it because I got a lot of scripture, man. I'm loaded for bears. I'm loaded for elephants. I'm loaded for tigers, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. I'm shooting demons down today because when you understand the revelation that I'm trying to get to you, there is no opposition that can stop you. I'm operating in a new dimension today. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm operating in a position of dominion. I've, you know, I've been saying for seven years, I've been saying that God is going to open up the windows of heaven and begin to pour out a new dispensation of his glory. I'm calling signs, miracles, and wonders into full manifestation in your life right now. If you believe you receive it, say, I believe I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' name, it is a, as a prophet and apostle, I am making a Holy Spirit charged declaration in your life. You are going to be again to see them. Now, if you don't go to the cross and crucify yourself, that's, and that is your flesh and your unregenerated traditional soul, okay, you can't go there. Matter of fact, it ain't going to be a lot of places you're going to be able to go because the world system in the next four or five years is going to shut down. Say shut down. Shut down. Uh-huh. You ever been into a, a professional sporting event or you're in a studio doing something and all electricity go off? People stumbling around in the dark. 80,000 people in the stadium. It's a night game. All the mics went out. All the television broadcasting went out. All the lights went They can't broadcast nothing if the lights go out in the stadium, right? And that's what's about to happen. God going to flip a switch and turn the lights out on the world and turn the glory up, which is the light of the world, Jesus Christ, on those, the remnant of people who believe. He going to turn it. He going to turn the light on. It's going to begin to happen. And all them people in the dark going to need you to be walking in the light, the glorious light of Jesus Christ. So commensurate, this is the greatest miracle that ever took place 
in the universe, not just here on earth, but in the universe, because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We know he controls everything in this earth, but also he is the King of all creation. See, he inherited through his death, burial, and resurrection. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord as a result of his obedience to down that cross, go into hell, bust hell wide open, stay in there, be tormented, okay, bearing the stripes of all sickness and disease. The Bible says that, and it's not in the scriptures I'm getting ready to take you to in Luke chapter 23, so you need to get your Bible, Okay. I ain't going to, I ain't, I'm going to let the word preach to you today. I'm preaching though. I'm preaching good though, right? All right. <laughs> yeah, boy. But you, you have to understand that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of what? All of God's creation. Now, all you got to do on a nice, clear night is look up into the sky and see all these other galaxies, all these other universes. All these stars, most of the stars that you see in the in the sky that are bright, shining bright are suns. What does that mean? Sun, a sun is a radiant star, a megastar that's radiating enough at 186,000 miles per second to get here and to take it a million years. Some of them stars, it took, it took the light to get to Earth a million years, a million light years. That's 386,000 feet per second. And one second into a million years, how, how, how far away would that have to be? That's a, really a measure of distance. And so you can, you can see the, the magnitude of the power of our God. Now, let's go to the miracle of all miracles, Luke chapter 23, verse 1. And Alex, my trusty reader, okay, I'm going to let you read. I'd like for you to get the King James Version. I don't know what version you read from. What version you read because you throw me off sometimes. New King James. Okay, can you, can you get the King James on there? Uh-huh. Okay, get the King James, and let me get my definitions, because you do that, and I'll be like, wait a minute now, wait a minute now, because I do have different translations that when I get to certain scriptures that I want to read, okay? Luke chapter 23, 1, and the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. Now, this is Jesus. I went to, uh, I, I went to uh, uh, Israel and saw Via Della Rosa. Is, is a name that they give the path that Jesus took from the time he was whipped and crowned with the crown of thorns. And they put that, they put that cross on his back via Delaroy. And he, he, I mean, I, I got tired walking. He had to walk up a hill brother with that cross on his back after being beaten and whipped and spit on and all that, all the shame that he, that he, that he endured. It says, and a whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. So the Via Della Rosa, this, this is, you know, that when you read that, you have no idea how far he went and had to go in the uphill climb. I mean, I was, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. I tried to. I'm going to work out as soon as I leave the studio. But I was huffing going up this hill, man. It's in Jerusalem. And you, you're going up a hill. Okay. So read verse two for me, Alex. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the king. Now, y'all make note of that, giving tribute to Caesar. One of the reasons Jesus got hung on the cross 
is he wasn't with the world system. He was above it. He lived above it. He told him, I'm the son of God. He was also the son of man. But the son of God indicates I'm above your little system, your politics, your religion, your economic system, okay, and the social system and customs that you have. I'm above it. He lived above it, and everything he did, every miracle he worked, he overturned that system. Okay, go ahead and read verse 3. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Wait a minute now. Listen, your radio storytelling voice just dropped it. Just read. I'm reading. Yeah, you read. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Ixnay on that. Just read like you would. Do we read like you would tell you? would read the scripture to me if we wasn't on the radio. Then said Pilate, to the chief of priests and to the people. I find no fault in this man, and this and they were more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Jack Galilee to this place. Now stop right there. He says here, then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. So the the Bible validates the spotless existence that Jesus had. He had to be to fulfill a covenant by one man, all men fail, that's Adam. And by one man, the last Adam, the second Adam, some people say the second, some people say the last, the last Adam, all men were redeemed. Go ahead, go ahead and read verse six. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself was at Jerusalem at that time. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do it. Okay, go ahead, eight. And when Herod saw Jesus, he ex- he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season because he had heard many things to him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done him. Because he heard about the miracles, the miracle power. Go ahead, nine. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes stood and, and vehemently accused him. Stop right there. Now, you know, if you stand before a judge, okay, these were governors and potentates, and let, let, let's break it down into modern-day vernacular. Uh, mayors, commissioners, okay, governors, chiefs of state, and you stand there in a judge in the Supreme Court, and they ask you a question when your life is on the line and you answer nothing. What would be the judgment on that? How would they view you? And see, that's what you, that's what you, this is what's taking place right here. Okay. Verse verse eleven, and the chief and Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And the day, the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together. For behold, they were at enmity with themselves. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people, said unto them, You have brought this man unto me, and as one that perverts the people, and behold, I having exterminated him before you. Examined him. Examined him before you. <laughs> he was about to be exterminated, but let's not get ahead of the story. <laughs> Go oh, ahead. Yeah. And have found no fault in this man, touching these those things whereof you accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. I'm going to beat him up a little bit. For in the wait, 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 wait. When last time you've been beat up for the gospel? You going to church, you come out, which is, which is uh, Easter Sunday, going to meet the missionary role, and somebody beat you up when you, when you leave there because you dressed up like a Christian. 
See, we 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 don't have a real. You know why? Because the devil controls evil in this world. Okay, and it's evil to beat up an innocent man. I was shot in Africa. It's evil to be shot on a mission trip when you there for people to get saved, healed, delivered, and for them to get filled with the spirit and you get shot in the middle of that. See, there's wickedness all around. And I'm going to say this. If you're not incurring some real persecution and you have never entered into perils of your life because of the gospel, who are you? Because the minute you start rising up in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, you're going to have some threats on your life. You don't believe me? Ask Martin Luther King. Hello. Oops, he's gone. They murdered him. You want me? He can't, he can't answer for himself right now. You can ask him when you get to heaven because I'm sure he's going to be there. Anyway, go ahead. What verse are we at? 17. Mm -hmm. For of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who was for a certain sedition made in the city, and for murder was cast into prison. A murderer and a seditious man. That's a man that stirs up riots. A murderer. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, read verse 20. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again unto them, but they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what hath evil he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them that for sedition and murder was cast for prison whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Mm. Go ahead. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon him, one Simon, a Cyrenian coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Okay, so yeah, that's the black man. Go ahead. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning unto them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. And they shall begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us. And to the hills cover us, for if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? And, and there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they had, were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Forgive them? For they know not what they do. Can you say grace? Say la. I'm going to take some, some very important time. Just let you think about that. You already been forgiven, but you got to go to the cross, man. You got to crucify yourself, your flesh, what to take place, which means that you purposely, willfully learn how to repent and get sin out of your life when, when it's apparent to you from God that you're going, you're on the wrong track, doing the wrong thing, hanging with the wrong people. 
that you repent and come out of it. See, it won't work for you other than that, because that, that means you skipped the cross. You skipped the crucifixion process. Keep going. What verse? 34. Okay. And they parted in his raiment and cast lots. Read it from the beginning. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the, cho and the soldiers also mocked him, clumming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, If you be the king of the Jews, save yourself. And a superscription also was written over him in the letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If you be the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, seeing you are in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we received the reward of our deeds. But this man have done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into my kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today shall you be with me in paradise. Stop right there. Now, that that's, you know, whenever you see the, the Bible speaking, especially Jesus in red letters, it's eternal. His words are eternal. They carry the eternal weight of the creator of the universe, which is God himself. Okay. And he's about to inherit all that. And he speaks to, to, to the prisoner that hung with him. And Jesus said unto him, verse 43, verily I send you today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Go ahead. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. When Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. And verse 47, that's the last one. And now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. The Bible said, records, that if the devil had known... See, Jesus is the seed of righteousness, the spotless man, the man that was all man and all God, who God sent here, birthed by the Holy Spirit, to create a salvation path and covenant going through the cross. That's death, burial, and resurrection, okay, going through the cross to give us access to all that God is all that he has and all that he can do. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 real quick. Because I'm out of time. 23 minutes. Can you believe that? Oh, my goodness. I knew that was going to take some time. I was thinking it was going to be somewhere around 15. <laughs> I'm going to read this. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. When he stood before Pilate and Herod, they were questioning him. All he had to do was open his mouth and say, I didn't do it. He would have been off. But he, he bore the shame. Who? Not his own, ours. 
and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself. We're talking about them boys that was hanging out with him. Least ye be weary and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against the sin. That's him in that's in him in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's him sweating blood, resisting. He had to die. He actually was crucified before he got to the cross because he crucified himself in that garden when he prayed. When he came out of that garden, he was ready to die. It says, you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and you have not forgotten the exhortation which speaking unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So there's repentance. You got to repent. The cross causes you to repent. It causes you to cleanse yourself. It causes you to come out of politics. It causes you to come out of religion. It causes you to come out of social uh, goings on. It causes you to be free from the economic system of this world. It says, for who the Lord loved, he chastised and scourged every son whom he received. That was verse uh, 6. Hebrews 12, 7 says, if we endure chastening, God dealing with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chastises not? If you be without chastisement, if you will not repent. When God is trying to lead you out of the sin that you may be in or these traditions. Okay. Then you, the Bible says here, watch this. If you endure chastisement, God dealing with you as a son. For what son is whom the father chastises not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof you are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Oh, that's that's a powerful scripture there. Furthermore, we we have had fathers of the flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be subject be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they very for they verily for a few days chastise us after their own pleasure, but he for our own profit, that we might be partakers of holiness. Aha! What is holiness? Holiness is, and see, this this whole repentance uh, thing here is, and you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who, all, who, 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 who regulates that because when you're going wrong in your life, if you're eating wrong or you're sleeping with the wrong person, or you're spending money unnecessarily. And if you have a relationship with God, and when I say unnecessarily, if you if when they pass that bucket at church and you're not putting what you're supposed to put in there, which is a minimum of a 10, an acceptable offering, the Holy Spirit will convict you, not condemn you, convict you to bring you to the cross to cause you to repent so that he can do what he needs to do in your life to bring you the inheritance of the grace that's there. So you can't even enter into it. That's why you, you see all the people, grace, 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 grace. And 90% of the people that, that where this, this grace message is being peace, they still in bondage to the system. They still working every day for a living. They still allowing their children to walk, run around with their phones and social media, dibble dabbling with all these worldly demons that's out there. See, they haven't come out of the world. They have not been sanctified. The word sanctified means to come to a place where you are above these systems. These systems do not affect you. Now, this week, today is Easter, Resurrection Day, Passover, depending on your, 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 your spiritual inclination. 
Next week, we're going to look at some other scriptures to follow this up because Easter is uh, Easter, Passover, okay, and Resurrection Day is a season. It's not a particular day. We, we, we try to celebrate the exact day and time that Jesus died, his death, burial, and resurrection. It actually took three days. So we're going to minister on this next week, okay? But if you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I want you to lift your heart and your mind up to the Lord. I want you to receive him as Christ right now. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if thou wouldest believe in thine heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, was resurrected, then thou shalt be saved. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and you say, say this prayer. We say, Father, Father I, believe I believe in the death, in the death burial, burial, and resurrection, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ. I, ask you I ask you to forgive, to me, forgive me for all my sins. All my sins. I thank you, Lord. thank you, Lord. I believe, Lord, Lord. you are the King of kings, King of kings the Lord of, Lords. Lord of Lords. You are my King, my, king, my, savior, my savior, and my master. my master. Now, if you just made that prayer for the first time, if you just prayed that, I need you to go to anchor.com. I need you to go to G-A-M-N dot life. Uh, you can go to Ward in, I-N-T at hotmail.com. You can call me or text me at 424-261-3208. Uh, That's a direct sale number to me. It rings on my hip. You ain't going to have to go through no church secretary and wait for me to come in six days later to get the message and all that. You'll be ringing my phone where I'm at. And if you put Voice of Dominion listener, I just got saved. If you put that on the subject lines where you at, you can tell you, listen, you can go to Facebook, you can Facebook me, you can Twitter me, you can LinkedIn me. Guess what? Find me, Apostle Chris Ward or Chris Ward. And guess what? We love you with the love of the Lord. This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward saying, Be blessed. Amen. At this time, we would like to say thank you to all of our listeners out there and our ministry supporters. We thank you for your support. And if you have not become a supporter yet, you may do so by checking out the listener support option in the Anchor app. You can also go to our website at www.gamn.life and go to the donations page and make a donation there. We do appreciate all of your support as your donations help to continue the broadcast of this show. And to help us to put on new conferences for the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network in your city and your hometown. We thank you for your support and have a wonderful evening.